We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. It is Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We are up and rolling on this Tuesday along with Vince D'Addario, Sean Steyers. Tom Noy is going to join us here in just a little bit. Talk a little Micah Shrewsbury. Did you see there's going to be a press conference Thursday? I didn't. I don't think I'm on the basketball email thread. I'm only on football, so I don't. I have not received. Actually, I'm on baseball and football, but I'm not on basketball. I need to rectify that issue. But is is it Thursday? What time? It is 11 a.m. Thursday, okay. and it's going to be one of these, probably not quite to the degree of Marcus Freeman, but they're going to do something similar, it sounds like, inside oh. Purcell Pavilion. It'll be more than just media. There'll be, you know, fans are invited and oh wow, all that kind of stuff. The last one I remember in there, they did something for George O'Leary inside Ooh. Purcell Pavilion, if I remember right. So I believe I they did... A- <laughs> Let's see. I believe they did Chuck Weiss in one of the domes of the Joyce Center, but I don't believe well, it was in the Joyce. Like it wasn't in the basketball part, but I did I they do a say, reception for him because they did. Um, because I, I it was the whole, well, you know, I remember being at his press conference and it was right. in the little side, just the little side. Was room. it? Okay. Because yeah. I remember right. standing, I was, it was. By the time I got there, it was like a snowy day, and the room was already full. And so I was literally standing against the wall, like beside the stage kind of thing. And his agent was sitting in the front row. And I remember his agent had, um, you know, like some kind of leather loafers with no socks on, you know. Oh, of in, course. In January that's very, or That's very agent-y. So, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, like... <laughs> Was that the one where he's like, you were five, you were six and six, you are who you right. are, you are or who, whatever. You are what your record says yeah. you are. Yeah. You're gonna have a hot, you know, hardworking, blah, 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 nasty football and, team. And and you know, a decided schematic, schematic advantage. advantage. That's that right. Was, that's the one that will live in all that me. was right there. Okay. All right. So that's yes. that's not how I remember it. But again, it, I wasn't Maybe actually it was there. Tyrone Willingham. Maybe they did Maybe something it, for Willingham. I don't know. I I came in. In the middle of Willingham's tenure, uh, I do believe with you, I want to say. Well, you were 2004. Yeah, that no, you were. Yeah, you came in basically at the end of his tenure. You got yes. his last season, and then yes. him getting I, fired, well, and then 
Charlie right. Wise. Yeah, that's right. That's one right. of the things that I got to do for you, and I say got to do because it was cool <laughs> at the time, was they would have their weekly press conferences for the, the head coach over at WNDU. That's right. And that's so right. I was, you know, end of college, beginning of career, right? And so I was, you know, working at the bar and like a waiter and doing that whole thing. So I would go to his press conferences at WNDU and cover those for you, get audio and all that fun stuff. So that's, right. that's how long ago that was. WNDU pressers. That was. That has been a while. That's for sure. Yeah. And that might have been the last year they did that. Because I think right after, might the be. Goog, right after the Goog was built was when they started doing sure. the press conferences over there with Charlie. So I don't ever remember any Charlie Weiss ones at WNDU. I could be wrong, but I don't gosh, either. we're talking 20 years ago. So I don't either. It, it seemed like, yeah, because... Literally, the Goog was being built as Willingham was being fired, and then, <laughs> right as you know, Weiss got the job. You know, like, you know that kind of thing. So Weiss got the Goog. You know, yeah, at the end of the Willingham run, you got the spoils. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, we're going to talk a little Notre Dame basketball in a little bit. Tom Noy is going to join us. Before we do that, though, I, I, this kind of struck me today we're sitting here we're a week into spring practice right now obviously the players are out there the coaches are out there who gets the most out of spring practices do you think is is it the coaches is it the players what do you think about this Vince so there's a couple of different ways you can look at this right and I know that sounds like a cop-out answer like out of the out of the shoot right um, I'm, I'm curious how close to the same line of thinking we're going to be on this. So, but go, yeah. but go ahead, because I because that's that's my initial thought. There are different ways you can look at right. This. So, from a player standpoint, if you have been buried on the depth chart, okay, spring is almost like, uh, and I know this is going to sound corny, but spring is like new beginnings, right? It's it's the spring mm-hmm. season. It is it's a chance for you to kind of have a clean slate to a degree, even if you have a returning coach as your position coach. Spring just feels like an opportunity for guys that were in the doldrums of the fall. This is a new chance for them to kind of show up and show out, right? If you have been playing and you are returning, I don't think you get a whole lot out of spring. And that's why we see a lot of guys who have little minor injuries or get things cleaned up. Like they (laughs) sit out the spring and it doesn't matter. Like Uh I just don't feel like it does anything for those guys whatsoever. The guys that are buried on the depth chart, I think it's a great opportunity. Now you flip it to the coaching side of things. This is where it gets interesting. I feel like I've coached in a lot of different places and then multiple years at each place, right? And when you're doing summer workouts or you're doing this the spring and you're doing all these different things, I don't feel like as a coach, I looked at these young and up and coming guys like, man, I wonder what he's going to be able to do for us. Like, I always felt like, I know what he's got. And I know, like, what his trajectory is. You're young, do your time, whatever. I'll talk to you in a year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel. years or whatever. <laughs> I don't feel like I go into a new season thinking to myself, he's probably going to show me something I've never seen before. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Now, he might show me something where I anticipate that he's going to get better and all of those those various things, right? But from a coaching standpoint, you're just kind of doing it. You're, you're, it's an opportunity to hit fundamentals and all that. The difference is if you're a new coach, okay, and obviously there's three new coaches on the staff this year, spring is crucial because you're learning about all the players in your room. 
you're learning about the university itself. You are, I mean, just how things operate, how your coach does practice. Every head coach handles practice differently. You know, the guys that have been here, they know how Marcus Freeman runs practice. The guys that haven't been here, they got no idea. They got no clue, right? right? So if you're a new coach, I like having spring practice because you have an opportunity to kind of dip your toe in the water and get a feeling for how things are. And then once you hit fall, you're ready to go. You're ready to hit the ground running. The spring is like, okay, I got to feel this out. I got to figure out how things go. What, what is expected of me? What are these guys, what do these guys have that are in my room? You know, all of these different things. So I think from a, a new coach standpoint, it's crucial. From an older coach standpoint, I don't think it really does a whole lot. Same thing with the players. Players that have been buried, I think it's a great opportunity. Players that have been there before, eh, I don't think it does a whole lot for them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, well, we've got about 11 minutes. We'll just sit here until Tom gets here. (laughs) I didn't hear your opinion. I mean, that's basically, you know, kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I I think it depends on the coach and it depends on the individual player. And I I agree with the general line of what you're saying. You know, like, I don't know how beneficial spring was for Michael Mayer last year. You know, like Michael Mayer can still always go out there and just kind of stay sharp running rounds. But it's not like Michael Mayer went from here to here because he was going through spring practice and it's not like his coaches really found out anything new about him, you know, but on the other hand, this spring could be really big for guys like Holden stays and Mitchell Evans because of the fact that Michael Mayer is gone. They finally have a chance to get more reps and show themselves, you know, like, and there, there are other guys as well, but you know, unfortunately they're injured right now you know so they're like those two guys specifically Evans and Stays maybe stand to gain the most because they've been not buried on the depth chart but lower on the depth chart because of Michael Mayer just like every other tight end right Right. and just what you were just saying like last spring I think was really important to Marcus Freeman because it's his first spring as a head football coach and really like yesterday, we talked a little bit about, you know, Jared Parker and, you know, was he putting his or is he putting his stamp on the offense and those kind of things? Right. Marcus Freeman, he was up close and personal, obviously, with the defense in his one season as defensive coordinator. But now you're in charge of the whole thing. And there are a lot of things that Marcus Freeman had to figure out, like he could steal, you know, sort of some of Brian Kelly's blueprint. Like he knew from the previous spring how Brian Kelly Absolutely. had run things. And so 
he could go off that, whatever that outline was, and just start with that and then go, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. And say, you know, just like the tempo drill at the start of practice, they got rid of the tempo drill, you know, like, so yeah, they did get, get rid of the tempo drill. We're going to do this instead. And he, you know, he talked a lot about being competitive and, yeah, and they all start with that competition usually at the beginning right. of practice where they, the offense wins or the defense wins. They got a little extra running to start things off. I kind of like, I kind of dig the competition at the beginning. Now, yeah. from a, from a media standpoint, I love when they did the offense on air because they did three groups and you knew the depth chart for the day. Like you could write it down. This is the first team. This is the second team. This is the third team. Like that was super helpful. It's a little yes. more of a blurry <laughs> line these days. And as they're, to who's... You know, it's like they're keeping that from us now. Oh, you know, it's like of all absolutely. the things that Marcus Freeman is doing, Marcus Freeman is not letting us see that depth chart as yeah. much as possible. He's not so, dumb. No, no. But yeah, so so for him, last spring was really important because yeah. it, it was his first spring as head coach and he had to find all these things out. And now a year later, as he talked about, he can come back and, and now he refines it and stuff like that. But as a head coach, I don't think it is as important to him. Now, are there important things that are of happening course. during spring? Of course there are, you know, developmental and the whole thing. But just in terms of him and how he was going to run spring, I don't think this spring is nearly as important to him as last spring. Sure. You know, because again, like when you mix in the fact that now he's the coach of the, the entire team and getting to know guys on the offensive side of the ball more, like sitting in on the quarterback meetings yeah. and, you know, offensive meetings and doing all those things as the head coach. Just like this spring, I think, is more important to guys like Jared Parker, Joe Rudolph, and Gino Gadouli. Absolutely. Because they're all in, you know, two of them are brand new to Notre Dame. And one of them, obviously, Parker, is new to the position that he has mm -hmm. of offensive coordinator. No doubt. And I think, you know, when, when I went into – uh the practice uh last saturday right i went into practice and i i'm a little embarrassed to say this out loud but i'm gonna say it I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be humble about this i was like you know they were they were doing some drill work and the the quarterbacks were throwing to running backs and tight end just just little stuff just some timing stuff no big deal and every fourth or fifth rep gino gaduli would would throw right because they just had a, yeah. they had an odd number whatever the case may be right I leaned over to Brian and I go, who's the older guy throwing passes? <laughs> He's like, uh, the quarterback's coach. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Like, I never, I don't think but I But you weren't ever... expecting him to have gray hair, were you? I wasn't. I really like, wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's that 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 was like when we got to, you know, sit down and talk to him <laughs> a few weeks ago when he first got here. That was the first thing that stood out. It's like. You know, all the pictures that we've seen of him, I, I don't think that he had gray hair. Like when not he was like that. Cincinnati and stuff. No, no. And look, <laughs> I'm obviously not insulting his gray. You know, like I'm right. the guy who got his first gray hair literally in seventh grade, you know. So I'm like knocking his gray hair by any means. But it it did catch me off guard. A it bit. did. It, it's, I, a, it's a guy who's in his 40s, you know. Yeah, I, I was surprised at how gray his hair was. And so it didn't immediately register with me who he was. But once I figured it out, of course, I was watching him. Like I was watching some of the newer coaches. Now, Rudolph was way off into the other side and we couldn't really go over there. And we were on the ground level. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that, Sean. We weren't allowed to go upstairs on Saturday. We had to stay oh, really? low on, on the field. I didn't know that. They had all the recruits so they didn't upstairs. want you seeing things. Up. Oh, okay. They had all the recruits upstairs. So there was no room for us, you know, media folk, uh, which whatever, it's fine. 
but he was all the way over on the other side of the field. So I didn't really get the chance to see him. And as I heard one of our fellow media mediaites uh, on the sideline, you couldn't hear him either, which is so not like it's been for the last 365 days of practice. Right. When you're talking about the offensive line coach, you can hear, hear, hear he stand from fields over. Uh, could not hear Coach Rudolph at all. That's a good point. I didn't think about that from that first morning when I was out there last Wednesday. You couldn't hear Joe Rudolph's voice, and you could always, at some point, hear yes. Harry Heastan. That's for sure. Yes, and they were in a different spot. Usually, they're off in the in the end zone. They were like on the opposite sideline, over by the door, the big doors that go up on the in the um, in the normal facility. So, like, they were so far away. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I didn't get a chance to really watch him, but Jared Parker was much more audible and around and, you know, that kind of a thing. So of course that's, it's, I think it's crucially important for the new guys to figure out, okay, what's my role? Who are my guys? What is this going to look like? What, right. you know, again, what does my boss expect of me? Yeah. And now big. the flip side of that is the players. Because there are, you know, it's not like no player has anything to gain. I think you touched on it before. It is sure. typically, you know, like I was talking about with the tight ends, it is typically the younger guys. And like mm-hmm. Jeff says, it's bigger for the players that have a shot to play and really haven't, like Burnham, Ziegler, Sneed on defense. If they shine, it'll be interesting to see how they'll be used in 2023, force Al Golden's hand and you know let's just throw Prince Kali in there because sure. you know I, I see people you know sometimes on the board say nobody ever mentions Prince Kali when they talk about the young linebackers Prince Kali he's in that you know he's <laughs> I guess you know whether or not he's young anymore since he's what considered a rising junior now or whatever but you know those guys on the defense there are obvious guys on the offense as well it it, it obviously Spring means a lot to those young Absolutely. players because it's their chance to kind of shine and and try to make a name for themselves, try to carve yep. something out for themselves. And that that's that group that I was talking about at the beginning, right? It's the guys that have been buried on the depth chart. And, and buried is a strong word, right? But every one of the starting linebackers is coming back this year. Yes. So th- this is going to be a great opportunity for those guys to attempt to make a name for themselves in the spring because – if they're doing it right, and we're not at every practice and we're not there for the entire practice, if they're doing it right, the veterans don't need every rep. Like that, it's just not it's not necessary, right? You love to have your best guys out there. You, you know, you you love to see, yeah, this kid clearly knows what I'm wanting him to do and he's gonna do it. And you all as a coach, you always want the guys out there that are going to do what you want them to do, right? You always want your best guys out there, always. But in the spring, you're not really preparing for anything specific other than the season in the fall. And so get those young guys out there. Let them let them shine. Right? Absolutely. Wrap so, yeah. it out. Wrap it out. Yeah. So is there a player on the offensive side of the ball? You know, like we talked about Jared Parker. This is a, you know, kind of a important spring for him because, again, kind of in the Marcus Freeman type situation last year, new, you know, promotion you know, in charge of more than just a small position group, as he said yesterday, now he's in charge of half the team. So is there a player on the offense who maybe this spring is more important for than Parker? I've tossed around a couple of different names in my head. You you could say Sam Hartman, but at the end of the day, he's a sixth year senior. 
He's going to figure it out. Yeah, that's he, what I was getting ready to say. He'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> and and is it important for him? Of course, like getting the timing down and doing all of those things. But if he goes down with a shoulder injury and he's out all the spring, but he's ready to go as soon as spring practice is over, for example, he's going to have plenty of opportunity over the summer to get his timing down with the wide receivers and all of that. So that he'll be fine. I have a hard time coming up with one name out of the wide receiver room. I feel like it's the entire group because – yeah, because no one's proven, really. They're not. And they look, from the naked eye, they look like a completely different room. And it's so much fun to watch that. Like, the quarterback room and the wide receiver room are like night and day difference from top to bottom than any other time, any time last year, right? If you want to look at quarterbacks, you know, you look at the the four, the four deep at quarterback. Well, last year what was the four deep at quarterback, right? Like it's a, this is a completely different conversation. Room. Yeah. You've got two guys that aren't even on the roster anymore that were a part of the four deep last year. Okay. And the drop off from one to two was gargantuan. And then the drop off from two to three and three to four was just as big. Right. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous, but then the wide receiver room has been completely remade physically. Like not only do you have these great freshmen that have come in, but the guys that were on the roster last year, not only did they get some experience, but they're just bigger, stronger. They look faster. Like it's just the whole thing's been remade. You know what I mean? And so I concur. It's that wide receiver room, man. They've got a lot to prove, but I think they can do it as a whole. You know, I think they really, I really do think that they can do it. Let's bring in our old there friend, Tom Noy. He's blowing <laughs> out his ear. Is that a harmonica you're playing there, Tom? No, no, I'm good. I was <laughs> a little chilly. So I'm sitting here in a pair of shorts. It's what, 47 and sunny outside? Shorts. I know. Absolutely. Gee, you're one of those. <laughs> well, I got my I got my eight-mile walk in today, shorts and a T-shirt. There Let's you go, go. baby. Wow. There you, you go. So we were just talking a little bit about spring football we get before we get to some basketball which is like i know it's like like tom is like come on you brought me on to talk hoops what are you talking about we got to get one football question in. it's standard it's in your contract right that's Anybody right you talk to you got to get one football question in one token go. football question in. that's right our, our, the question that we were just talking about is there is there one player on the offense who has you know more like who's the importance of this spring is more important than you know, like Jared Parker being new to the position, offensive coordinator, you know, running the show, doing that whole thing. So, so we were just talking about the spring is, is important to Parker because of that new role and everything. So like, if you compare that to the players, is there a player who maybe, who maybe can, can get more out of the spring than his offensive coordinator ultimately will? Absolutely. You want you want me to go with a guy? <laughs> sure. I'm gonna go with Lorenzo Styles. Yeah, that's big. Like, let's let's see, let's see you be a top flight, not necessarily one A, but be a one B type of receiver where you're first in every drill, you don't have bad body language, you look like a guy that can be a breakout pass catcher for 2023 and can be a guy that the quarterbacks trust because Lorenzo Styles, for all his talent that I've heard about the last couple of years, <laughs> didn't see it. You kind of didn't see it on Saturdays for various reasons, dropping yeah. the ball, 
not being part of the game plan. Preschool and elementary school is over. It's it, it's time it's time to to join the big kids at recess in 2023. If you're Lorenzo Styles, he has all the talent mm-hmm. to be a top flight receiver. Let's let's see some of that this season. I completely agree. I think he makes need perfect it. sense because we thought that he was going to be the alpha guy of that mm-hmm. room last year, and just like you said, for for multiple reasons, it just didn't happen, and. Him kind of, I think maybe him getting a little bit of a reset. Obviously, he has the same head coach, but he does have a new coordinator now. He has a new quarterback who I think we all can agree should be more consistent than the old quarterback that he had. We don't expect him to be locked in on one All-American tight end like the you know like the guy, predominant guy last year. So I agree. I, you're you're absolutely right. I think the first thing we think about is you know a guy like Tobias Merriweather or even the the early enrollee guys just because it's like oh all this young unproven talent but Lorenzo Styles definitely that that guy's got everything that it takes except the production to be the guy at the front of that group and you guys were talking before I came out I heard you like that room is so totally turned over from last year maybe that helps push Lorenzo Styles sure. into yeah. an elite wide receiver because you've got Tobias Merriweather Jaden Thomas looks like a, he's headed toward a pro career the way he looks early in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, some of the younger guys that will push Lorenzo Styles maybe a little bit harder and better than what the group did what than what the room did last year where you didn't have such a talented group of receivers. Now that you do, now that you've got better receivers, maybe that makes Lorenzo Styles a better wide receiver. Well, and and I think what is and I, I'm gonna piggyback off what you said there, Tom. I agree mm-hmm. with you completely because right now he's not running with the ones. Like mm-hmm. the ones are Deion Colsey, Braden Thomas, and Tobias Merriweather. It's not as much pressure. Like all the pressure was on Lorenzo Styles last year. He didn't handle it very well, right? right? I mean, it's at least on the field. He didn't handle it very well. He was fighting the football, like he didn't handle it very well. He doesn't have to be the guy. He could be a really good guy and a really big mm-hmm. important piece of this team. And that he doesn't have to be the too. guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That could and, be important for him. Where, where, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Take some of that off him, you know. That, and the one practice that I've seen so far, because I went on Saturday, <laughs> he looked, he just looked more confident. He looked smoother. He looked more confident. Made a great catch down at his ankles and kept go, like he looks like a different guy than he looked last year. One practice, we'll see where it goes. I'm glad you were able to go to practice Saturday because Sean and I were down <laughs> in, in miserable, cold, uh, windy. Greenville, Rainy. South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and I Actually, left my back. So good. The weather was so good down there. I, I, I was like tempted to not ever come back and just work remotely down there. Well, it was back. good by the time the game was over. That that morning, <laughs> right. it was miserable. My plan that morning was, okay, I'm going to get up because at 1130 a.m. game, it's like, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go out. I'm going to take a walk, you know, get out in the nice fresh air thunderstorms were rolling through that morning so it was treadmill instead but at least i got my steps in so good deal um we are not marshall on the styles subject if uh styles plays flat in the spring is he part of the program in the summer and fall and i mean i I realize it's it's tempting just to say with the transfer portal being what it is you know to to just say well okay he's gonna go to the portal now I, i mean he can Who's going to take him right now? He's got no production. 
right? He, he's got a really good Fiesta Bowl, and that's about it at this point. He's not he's not a hot commodity in the in the transfer portal. He's better off sticking around, and Marcus Freeman's not going to cut him from the team. So, yes, I think he'll stick around. Yeah, I do too. Like, it's spring. Like, how, right. how productive can you really be in the springtime? Right. And in exactly. the, the blue goal game, like if, if right. Lorenzo Styles, Lorenzo Styles doesn't catch five, six, seven passes in a blue goal game, is he is he out? No, because it's. <laughs> I mean, right. we know we all know what the blue goal game is. It's a glorified practice, and sometimes not even that. Yeah, sometimes we see better scrimmages during practice than we do during the blue <laughs> yeah, goal game. Right. So that's not right. this year. We don't not, see anything this no. year. But that's okay. Not <laughs> this year. Not this year. I, we get we get it all in this Saturday. That's so. it. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, we're supposed to be in this. We're the practice is supposed to be in the stadium. That's true. What's the weather? Watch the whole thing. What's but the if weather doing? Weather forecast for Saturday. <laughs> there's no way they're practicing in the stadium. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Okay. Well, well we'll see. Snow. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> okay. right. Great. Yeah. Don't look. Don't look at it. You don't. Want, you don't like what you see. Um, hit that like button if you would while we're uh, sitting here about to transition to a little basketball talk with Tom Noy. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star uh, review on your podcast platforms. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.